Welcome to episode 41 of the Forward for 50 podcast, where we interview people over 50 who are pursuing new direction for their lives. It's an opportunity for men and women to tell their stories, their way, in their own words. I'm Greg Gerber, the founder of Forward from 50, and your host for today's show. Today I'll be speaking with a man who just got tired of the way he looked and how little energy he had. As he was inching toward his 50th birthday, he was also putting inches on his waistline. But a decision to change worked to alter the direction of his life. Today he has helped thousands of people adopt healthier lifestyles. Alan Lundy used to be a computer coder, but he wanted much more freedom than working in an office every day. So he, his wife, and three children sold their home and moved into a recreation vehicle. For five years, they traveled all over America living a lifestyle many people dream about. But as Alan approached his 50th birthday, he started experiencing signs of aging, which included aches and pains, as well as an overall lack of energy. Alan forgot what it felt like to feel good. He knew he needed to lose weight, and he watched some friends shed pounds relatively quickly on the Optivia program. He started the program hoping to lose 20 pounds. After losing that relatively quickly, he kept increasing his goal. Eventually, Alan lost 65 pounds in five months. Today, eight years later, Alan is 56, but enjoys a much healthier and much more active lifestyle. To tell us how embracing a healthy lifestyle improved his life, and how he now coaches others to take control of their own health, please welcome Alan Lundy to the show. Thanks for joining me today, Alan. I really appreciate it. You and I have known each other for a number of years, and you've helped me with my own physical weight problem. And I thought it would be a good idea for you to come on the show to talk to people about what you do now that you're in your 50s as well. So how'd you get into this? First of all, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure talking to you, Greg. I always enjoy this. It's not the first time I've had the, the honor to do this, and I appreciate you having me back. What got me into this was it was a need in my life. I needed to get healthy. I reached a point where it was about eight years ago, and I just didn't feel like I should. Everything became a burden to me. I was still enjoying the traveling full-time RV lifestyle, but it had lost its luster. And at first, like anyone, I started making excuses. The aches and pains, the lack of energy, all of these things, it's a product of just getting older. My metabolism's slowing down. It's just how it's supposed to be. As far as traveling, I didn't really want to do anything anymore. I made excuses there that we've traveled for five years. We've seen everything. We've done everything we've wanted to do. It just doesn't sound fun anymore. Excuse me. But the reality is those were all lies I was telling myself because as we get older, we forget what it feels like to feel good. And we cover that up with excuses. And that's exactly what I was doing. And I knew needed to lose some weight. So I watched my friends do this program and lose weight very rapidly. And I said, I need that. I need some of that in my life. And I just wanted to lose maybe 20 pounds at the time. I thought if I could lose 30, that would be amazing. I don't know what I would do if I lost 30. And I found it was so easy to do that once I started. And even after my first week of, of doing this program, I didn't even care about weight loss that much anymore. I just wanted to keep feeling the way I felt because it had been so long since I had felt good like that. And so I lost my 30 pounds very quickly. And then I said, oh, I'm going to lose five more. 
and then five more. And long story short, I ended up losing 65 pounds in only five months. And again, that was eight years ago. I've not looked back and I don't plan to. I enjoy my healthy, active lifestyle now so much. And it's not, and, and I'm even, I'm eight years older now than I was back then, but I'm much more healthier than I was then. I'm in such a better place because of the byproduct of being healthy. I think that's probably a problem that a lot of seasoned citizens have is that they get to the age where they realize or they dream of doing all these things. When I retire, I'm going to be doing this and going here and doing these kind of activities. And without the attention to their health, they don't have the physical ability to enjoy the things that they've dreamed about doing for many years. I see that every single day and it breaks my heart. And it's one of the reasons that I wanted to be a coach and why I love being a coach so much is, and even before starting this program, I saw that. I saw people that saved and invested their entire lives so they could travel in an RV, but now they're just pretty much confined to the campground. They can't get out and hike. They can't get out and enjoy the national parks. They can't do the things that they had originally planned to do. And for many of them, they're riding around the camp ground in their little scooters because they can't even walk to the clubhouse. And I just, there's something missing. Our food industry has failed us. We're not taught how to use nutrition as a tool. And, and it's a shame really. And, and, and doctors even don't help us like they should. They're not as, as well-versed in nutrition as they should be, I think. But in, 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 again, I, I see it every day and it's heartbreaking because there's a flip side to that coin. I see some people that are very active and very healthy into their 70s, 80s, and even 90s in many cases. I played pickleball this summer with a gentleman up in Washington as we were traveling. He's 91 years old and he was very good at it. He was, he was quick and he could move and he had great shots. It was so inspiring to me. So it works both ways. But it, and and any, where we are at any given time really is a product of our choices. And your current reality is not good or bad. If you're unhappy with your current reality, you can create a new desired outcome just by changing your daily habits. And that's where this program comes in and helps you to do that. Had you researched other weight loss programs? I had researched them. My wife is an avid researcher and we had tried many of them. And backing up a step, when I said, if I could lose 30 pounds, I would be over, I would just be amazing. The reason I said that is because I had never done that before. I had lost maybe 10 pounds. At one time, I think I lost 20 pounds. And I thought, I just wanted to at least replicate that amount of success. I never dreamed I could lose 65 or that I even needed to, honestly. Because I was still active. I felt like this is good enough. I'm healthy enough for my age. But no, I had tried many programs and not with any of them had the level of success I've had with this. I've been doing this uh, for a number of years. It's my second time around with the Octavia program. The first time I lost over 70 pounds. And I'm very glad I did, but I allowed bad habits to slip back in and actually put on more weight and decided, no, I'm going to take it off and keep it off. So I came on the program again a couple of months ago, and here we are, down another almost 55 pounds, over 55 pounds since the uh, middle of June. So it's a, a great program. It works really well. What, what did you do for a living before you started doing this? 
I was an operations manager for a coding company and I, I had a great job, paid well, but it just didn't give me the freedom that I really wanted in my life. The difference of clocking in, going to the office every day versus what I do now, I schedule my own hours now mm -hmm. and I love what I do. And, that, and that's a big difference too. And while I, on paper, as an operations manager, maybe I was successful on paper, but I wasn't happy. Getting to help people and be a positive impact in their life, that brings me a, a level of fulfillment that I never had when I had a quote unquote real job. <laughs> and I get, a, I get it work around what I love doing, which is being active, playing sports. I'm very active in rock climbing, canyoneering when we travel here at our resort. I play pickleball and softball on a daily basis. And I, I enjoy doing those things. And now work, work it fills in the cracks. I decide when I want to be busy. I decide when I want to take calls. I love it. And, and the reward just of helping people. How old are you today? I'm 56. And so when did you step away from coding to begin your RV lifestyle? That was in 2010. Okay. I was not yet coaching at that time. We had another online business and that allowed us to, allowed me to quit my job and start working from home. We started homeschooling the kids and started traveling full time. It wasn't until five years after that, or, or four years rather, 14, I became uh, a health coach. <clears throat> love it. So Absolutely love it. Coming up on your 10th anniversary of being a health coach, how many people would you say that you have helped specifically? Last I checked, it was over 2,500. Wow. And it's, yeah. And, and it's not really about the numbers. It's just the joy, even if it were one person, I would not regret a thing just because seeing the joy on that awesome moment when someone's like, I can do this because for most people, and that, that's the thing when it comes to being healthy, who doesn't want to be healthier? Every single person you talk to, it doesn't matter how healthy they are now. There's always another level of health and everybody wants more of that. Why would you not? But for most people, the sad reality is they don't believe they can do it. Mm -hmm. And that's why most people fail and that's what, and most programs aren't long-term sustainable. And so people fail that way too. They have short-term success, but for most people, it's just a matter of belief. And when they have that aha moment is I can do this. I love that part of my job. It's, it just fills my heart with joy. It really doesn't take long once they start seeing some results on the scale for that uh, aha right. moment to really kick in. You had mentioned that's earlier, right. nutrition as a tool is something that they really don't teach. They don't teach it in schools, of course, and doctors don't even promote it. They're trying to push people into medications and things like that rather than more healthy diets. One of the things that I think a lot of people mistake about dieting is that they have three meals a day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So a diet would be to reduce the amount they eat at breakfast, lunch, and dinner. But you guys take an entirely different approach and actually encourage people to spread out their eating throughout the day. Describe how that works on the body. First of all, let's use the words diet and health. The first three letters of diet or die, <laughs> the first four letters of health or heal, food has the power to heal us or kill us, depending on how we use it. Yes, we do. We eat six times a day. And number the first thing that does is speed your metabolism back up. Our metabolisms do slow down as we age. We all know that. So it's 
metabolism up, but it's also eating low glycemic meals, which levels out your blood sugars, helps you to stabilize your vitals and let your body start functioning on a higher level. The program is very well designed. It was actually created over 40 years ago to treat type two diabetes, the side effect being weight loss. And so it's used primarily as a weight loss program right now, but the original creation of the program was type two diabetes and it, it has great success with that still today. I can imagine uh, a lot of people are finding that is an important thing to do in combating their tendencies to just embrace a more sedentary lifestyle. What does it involve really to become healthy when you're over 50? You talk about going mountaineering. I don't think I could ever do that. But what are some of the things that people can do? You, you start with where you are. And that might be, maybe you can't go to the gym and work out. Maybe you can't go climb a mountain or go canyoneering. And that's okay. My, my in-laws, we encourage them, get out and walk around the block a time or two. Do push-ups against the wall. Because we lose muscle as we age and bone mass. But you can also gain muscle and bone mass no matter what your age. And so do push-ups against the wall and then against a chair until you eventually can get down and do a push-up on the floor. Start with where you are, but do something. Healthy motion is one of the macro habits of health. The eating six times a day, speeding your metabolism up, that's one. Drinking your water, getting sleep. These are all the macro habits of health that we really focus on with this program. But begin where you are. There's, there is always something that you can do to start building back muscle and bone mass. And as you build muscle, you're burning fat as well. A lot of the problem, I think, is uh, food choices, that we get in this habit. Everything's so convenient now. You've got the processed foods and, and the prepackaged foods and things like that. What can people do to really break that habit and develop a more healthy nutritional diet? And that's where it's difficult, Greg, because people don't know. We all have an idea of what healthy eating is. We, we, everyone recognizes healthy food and, and they say, if I just eat more healthy food, you know, I'll lose weight and be healthy. But that's not always the case. You can be a vegetarian and be overweight. It's getting the proper balance of nutrition that really promotes weight loss. And that's where this program, this program teaches you that. And, you know, it's not just a matter of more fruits and vegetables. It's a matter of getting the right amount of protein, the right amount of carbs. You, you need some carbs and carbs are not the enemy. Too many carbs are the enemy. And that's where people generally go wrong. And you're absolutely correct about the processed foods and the, the cheaper and more convenient food is, the unhealthier it is generally. The healthy food, the, the, you go down the, the in the grocery aisle with all the fruits and vegetables and all the healthy food, it's more expensive. It's just so, it's almost unbelievable to think about the less ingredients a food has, the less processing a food has, the more expensive it is. It should be the other way around, but that's not the case. And yeah, it, it's a mess. It's just a mess because we're not taught how to do it properly. And that's why having a health coach is so vital because the health coach is there to guide you into making those choices and, and course correcting as you go, because you can, if you're eating the wrong things, even though they might be healthy things, 
Yes, that's good for you in a sense, but maybe it's not good for weight loss. And there are certain foods that are good for weight loss. And then there are foods that are good for just maintaining your health. And those are two completely different things. Right. Why don't you describe some of the differences between the two types of food? One, the ones that are good for weight loss versus the ones that are good for maintaining a good weight. Okay. Let's take the biggest obvious one is fruit. Everyone, your doctor, apple a day keeps the doctor away. The saying that we grew up with and fruit is incredibly healthy and should be part of a healthy lifestyle. However, if your goal is weight loss, fruit is not good for that because it is high in sugar and carbs, and it's going to kick you out of a good fat burn. And there are more low carb vegetable choices, broccoli, cauliflower, lettuce, spinach, green beans, those types of, they're much more low glycemic than other choices, fruit, carrots, Brussels sprouts, those things are not good for weight loss, although they are good, healthy food. So once you lose the weight, you can start eating those foods again, and you probably won't increase your weight. Is that what you're saying? That, uh, that's okay. correct. You once described how buckets work and how your body stores its food in different buckets. And if you're doing weight loss, you have to get to the third bucket. Can you describe for everybody what those were again? Yes. And I, yeah, that's a great point. I love that because people don't realize that. And that's why most people fail on diets because they'll have their cheat day or whatever. It takes a few days to get into a fat burn. So your body has four types of fuel. So imagine four different buckets in front of you and each one is a fuel source for your body. Bucket number one, is sugar and free carbs. That's just the food calories that we eat. And, and that is ready available fuel for your body. You think of your body as a machine and a machine needs fuel to run. So as you're using the machine, it's burning fuel. It will always take the easiest fuel to burn first. So it takes your sugar and free carb and burns that first. And most people don't ever really get out of that because by the time that bucket starts to, to get empty, they're putting more back in there. And that's especially your process foods your high carb food, you're filling that bucket up so quickly. Matter of fact, you you keep it over full and it, and the, the excess gets processed into fat. But when you start a diet, you empty bucket number one pretty quickly. Bucket number two is glycogen. It's the stored carb. People refer to it sometimes as water weight. That's the next bucket to go. Bucket number three is fat. And that's the one that everyone really wants to focus on, but it takes a few days to get there. You got to burn through your stored up glycogen before you ever start burning fat. And then bucket number four is lean muscle. We don't ever want to touch that one. And our program is designed to protect that. And the, where people get in that one, usually with a diet, they're not getting enough nutrition. Fat is very slow burning and they, or if they're over exercising and not getting enough fuel for their body, you can start burning lean muscle. But again, it takes three or four days to get into a really good fat burn where you're getting to bucket number three. And that's if you're following all of the steps. If you are, you have three or four good days and then ah, I've been good. I'm going to re reward myself. One don't isn't going to kill me. And you repeat that cycle. All you're doing is emptying buckets one and two and then filling them right back up. And you might see it on the scale because water weight gives us some good numbers. So you might have three or four healthy days 
on a diet and might see a pound or two weight loss and you're happy and excited, you reward yourself with a treat and then boom, you're right back up. And you're never really getting into a fat burn. So you're never really conquering bucket number three. You're just emptying and refilling buckets one and two, sugar and free carbs and glycogen. One of the most frustrating aspects of trying to lose weight is uh, getting through the plateaus. Why do these plateaus take place? It's so frustrating to be following a specific plan without cheating and then watch the weight just stay stable for five, six, seven days before moving down again. What causes that? A plateau is very misunderstood and people always feel like they're doing something wrong. A plateau does not mean you are no longer in fat burn. Plateaus are very normal and natural thing that happens. The scale does not tell an accurate story of a healthy journey. When you're on a program and you're in weight loss, when you're in fat burn, the scale is not a reliable indicator. So many times you're in fat burn, what's happening in your body is as the fat goes away, that space is, gets reoccupied by water. And so you're not seeing any movement on the scale, frustration sets in. And again, another good reason to have a health coach, because many people will hit a plateau and they feel like it's not working anymore. I give up, I quit. And then they, boom, they, they go right back to what they were doing before and end up where or worse. But real, the reality is you're still in fat burn. You're still doing everything right. Everything is moving forward as very, as it's supposed to, you're just not the scale yet. And as the fat goes away, the space is reoccupied by watcher. You're not seeing any movement on the scale. Then what? There's something that'll happen eventually, because when you're in a calorie deficit, eventually the scale is going to go down. What happens is called a whoosh effect. And think of a, a storm cloud rolls in, the water condenses and it gets so heavy at some point, then it begins to rain. And that's what a whoosh effect is in your body. You'll have one day where it's like, you feel like you're peeing every, you got to go to the bathroom again. And the next day you have a really good way in. And so really you were in fat burn the entire time. Everything was going perfectly. You just weren't seeing it on the scale yet, but it does catch up. It'll all flush out eventually. So yes. what did it take for you to become a health coach? Did you have to get special training for that? No, as a matter of fact, we have a team coaching model. I actually started health coaching the same day I started. And I thought at that time, how, who in the world would want me as a health coach? Number one, I am not the picture of health. And number two, I have no idea what I'm doing or how the program works. But we have a team coaching model and it, it's a brilliant concept because it allows us to reach more people because you, for example, break. You have friends that I have no contact with whatsoever. And so you might refer someone to me or you might decide to coach yourself. And by helping you help them, I can reach more people that way. And I want as many people as possible feeling the way I feel because of what it's done for me. I want to re-gift that. I want to pay that forward to as many as I can. And I can only reach a certain amount. But by helping other people be a coach, and it's not that difficult to do. It, it's a really simple job to learn. And, and after you have coached two or three clients, 
it's pretty much wash, rinse, repeat at that point. It's all of the questions are the same. The program is simple to follow and you're just showing people how to do that. You don't have to be an expert, but you do become one through the process because it's, it, it's so much fun to do. But again, it's real, it's relatively simple. So anybody could do what you're doing. And yes. If they wanted to learn how to do that, they should just contact you and you can point yes. them in that direction. Okay. Would love to. Super. How does exercise fit into weight loss? You had mentioned so, walking before. Is that an important thing to do every day? It is. Um, healthy motion is one of the macro habits of health. And you do want to, it, you, when you start on the program, you want to be careful with weight loss because, again, going back to those four buckets, fat is a very slow-burning source of fuel. And if you are exercising aggressively, and when I say aggressively, I'm talking about 10,000 steps a day or spending two hours in a gym or doing an hour or two of cardio, a pretty aggressive fat cannot keep up with that. As anyone who exercises to that level, I would say stay close to your health coach. We might need to tweak your plan just a little bit. And, and by that, it's just simply adding a little bit of nutrition to cover the workload. So again, think of any kind of machine. When you rev the machine up, you got to use more fuel to, to support the load. And, 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 and that's simple. But if, if you're just normal exercise, just get out, walk five, 6,000 steps a day. Absolutely. Five and the program will cover that. And yes, it is very important. Healthy motion is absolutely vital to a long-term healthy lifestyle. Do people have to have a coach to help them through these exercises or is it something they could do on their own? Yes, you absolutely can do it on your own. Having a coach helps. As a matter of fact, they have done studies and the studies have shown that people are 10 times more likely to succeed by having a coach than those that do it by themselves. Yes, you can do it yourself. There's lots of information, lots of different programs. There's not just, it's not a one size fits all. Different things work for different people, but having a support system really is valuable. Here in Sun City, Arizona, they have eight recreation centers and each of the recreation centers have fitness areas where people can go in. And I think a lot of people go into these fitness areas and see all this equipment and give it a try and find out how painful it is and then give it up. Is there, do they need somebody to guide them through on which types of equipment to work and how to develop the proper reps for their body? Yes. And, and again, I think there are plenty of apps for things like that. What happens in a situation like that, I think is more of a mindset issue. People rely so much on willpower and motivation, and that doesn't serve you. You wake up one morning and you're ready to conquer the world and you decide I'm going to get healthy. I'm going to go, I'm going to hit the gym. I'm going to work out a week or two later. Like you said, the sore muscles, the tiredness, the, the motivation is gone because motivation and willpower are like batteries and they die very quickly. I think what serves you much more is why power. And what I mean by that is why do you want to get healthy? There needs to be a purpose. There needs to be an end goal. Like, why are you doing this? If I could okay. wave my magic wand and you were 60 pounds lighter and buff, yeah, what would be different? What does that do for you? For me, that answer was being more of an active father, being active with my kids, going on these big RV adventures, climbing mountains and things like that. And I wanted to be helped. Now that goal is, has evolved a little bit. Now it's 
I'm very active in pickleball and I'm, I'm trying to get to the next level of, of pickleball play. And, and so I want to be healthy. I want to be able to be on the court so much more. It takes time of drilling and things like that to, to achieve those goals. But if I'm overweight and tired and healthy, I, I only have so much gas in the tank. But anyways, so having that why power, I think the mindset is much more important because once you decide why you want to do something, the how becomes much easier. But that's where people get it wrong is they focus on that. How do I do this? And it's all about the how, but then your motivation just dies. I can understand that. Would you encourage people to find something that they wanted to do, whether it's running a marathon or being on a bike tour or going hiking in Appalachian trails and things like that? Would they need that kind of goal or that kind of why? It doesn't have to be anything as extravagant as that. But yes, having a good, strong why is absolutely vital. There's so much power in that. And I encourage my clients to find a picture representation of their why and make it the lock screen of their phone. Because studies have shown we check our phones over 200 times a day right? We're always looking at that device. And so every time you look at that, you see a picture of your why and you get emotionally attached to that. And that drives you through the tough times because we all are going to have to face the giant of temptation. You are going to go to a party. Someone's going to bring donuts into the office. There's always going to be something that is trying to trip us up. And so having that strong why that drives us forward takes us through the times when our motivation is dying and our willpower is almost non-existent. How often do you meet with your people that you're coaching? It depends. When they start the program, I stay very close to them because the saying practice makes perfect, that's wrong. Perfect practice makes perfect. And so I want to get people started off the correct way on the program. And it's pretty simple to follow. So I, they don't need a lot of hand-holding. I just want to stay close the first few days to make sure they get into fat burn, make sure they're not missing a step anywhere. And then I just check in periodically. I'm always available to them. And I have some clients that contact me frequently because they just need the encouragement and the support and I'm happy to give it. But I also have clients that just want to be left alone. They know what they're doing. They're having success. They don't need me there. And that's okay too. So it's an individual thing. How do people pay you for your services? They don't. They don't. I get paid through the company, through Optavia. Everything that I do is free to them. The only cost they ever have is the food they purchase. Okay. So Optavia is one of those programs where you're buying the food that you're going to be consuming. Correct. But that is correct. I'm not mistaken. They do provide alternatives that you can have that are not on the plan, so to say, but things that you can eat, like if you're going out to dinner or something like that with people. That's certainly not in the plan, but you have an idea of what kinds of things that you can be eating that would be good for you. Yes, that's right. And yeah, and that's, uh, we have a dining out guide that helps you through that because the way our program works, um, it's called five in one and you eat five small meals and one big meal. The big meal is the lean and green, and that is one meal you fix yourself. And, and that's people excuse me, go out to restaurants and, and that's totally fine. The five small meals, they purchase those from Optavia and it's all nutritionally balanced for them. So they're not having to figure out how many calories, they're not counting calories and counting carbs and counting protein. And it's all done for them. 
Do you have any advice for people over 50 on how to identify or pursue their passion? Yes, you got to find that thing. Um, You know, and again, for me, it's that active lifestyle. You know, pickleball, I I keep going back to that. And I don't mean to, I'm I'm not promoting pickleball, but I found through pickleball is such an active, friendly community. And I love it for that more than anything. I have so many friends now that, and, and that's my daily life is interacting with these friends, but it's all in the pickleball community. But it's a fantastic way of adding a healthy activity into your lifestyle. But yeah, you got to find something, some activity that really gets you emotionally charmed. Without that, it's tough. What is pickleball? I just have this vision of people kind of pickles out of a jar and smashing them across the fence. If tennis and ping pong had a child, it would be pickleball. Super. <laughs> it's, it's a, looks like a wiffle ball. And you use, it's a larger than a ping pong and smaller than a tennis racket paddle that you use. And then the court is like a tennis court, but a smaller version of it. But the, I think, and and pickleball is growing exponentially. It's the fastest growing sport in America. And I think the reason for that is the learning curve is so small to get started. We could go out, Greg, and in five minutes, I could teach you everything you need to know to begin playing pickleball and, and having a good time. And the people are so friendly and nice. It's just fun. And it gives you a good workout when you're doing that? A fantastic workout. Yes, it's really good. Now, Ellen, you work with men, but what if women wanted to get this advice? Do you work with women too? I do. And my wife and I actually coach together. And depending on the person, some women don't want to talk to another man and my wife will coach them. Some don't care. And I'll work with them directly, but it depends on the person. But yes, my wife and I coach together. Generally, we work different parts of the business. She's very more detail-oriented than I am, and I'm more of the big picture guy. But yes, absolutely, they can work with her directly, and the men can work with me directly. And what is her name? Margie. Okay. And so she handles the business side of your business, and you are handling the mountaineering side. That's a good way of putting it, yes. (laughs) If you had to start over, is there anything you'd be doing differently after you turn 50? Not after turning 50. I think if I could go back to my younger years, I would invest more. But after turning 50, no, I'm very very happy with where I am with my lifestyle choices, with my activity level, with traveling. I think travel is so good for the soul, and we still actively travel. I'm not traveling as far or often as we were in the 14 years of full-time RVing. We do have a home base now, but we still do travel in the summers and we take smaller trips here or there. Yeah, absolutely. Traveling and exercising are just keys to happiness. And your mindset, really just focusing on all of the things we have to be grateful for. And And that's a daily exercise that I like to do is just take five or 10 minutes and just focus on gratitude. There's always something to be thankful for, no matter what your situation is. We all have tough times in our lives. We all have hard things that we go through, but there are also things to be grateful for every single day, every single moment. Excellent point. Where is your home base? Arizona. We are in Casa Grande, Arizona in a RV resort. Okay. And you're here most of the year? Most of the year now. Very good. But still have an RV and travel around the country. Correct. One of the dreams that many people over 50 have. So that's excellent. (laughs) 
How can people connect with you if they want to learn more about the program or to bring you on as a health coach? The easiest way is probably through social media or email, text, and we can provide links to those if I'm not sure how you do that, Greg, but you can um, give my phone number or my email address to anyone. And I would be happy to talk to anyone who wants to start making improvements in their life, whether it's from the standpoint of just losing some weight or just increasing the happiness and joy in their life. Super. We'll be sure to include those in the, the show notes for sure. But I thank you for sharing your story. I think it's important for people over 50 to pay attention to their health because it's harder to lose weight when you're in your 60s, which I am right now. Then I'd encourage people to start paying attention to things much earlier than they would typically expect to if they want to enjoy a happy, healthy, and active retirement. You're absolutely right, Greg. It's an investment. We invest our money from the time we're young men. We start investing our money. We need to invest in our health too. Without that investment now, it does become an expense later. Absolutely. Thank you again for your time. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I met the Lundy family back in 2015 when I was traveling in an RV myself. As I watched Alan lose weight, I watched my waistline expand. Although I traveled the country as well, I did little more than sit at a desk in my motorhome for three years. By the time I gave up RVing myself, I had ballooned to nearly 275 pounds and my blood pressure was dangerously high. I worked with Alan and lost more than 70 pounds from mid-April to the end of October in 2017. I maintained a somewhat healthy lifestyle until COVID made a mess of everything. So I went back on Alan's Optivia program in mid-June and lost another 57 pounds so far this year. Alan is doing so much more after losing his weight and adopting a more active lifestyle. He said it breaks his heart to see older adults just going through the motions of life because they lack the energy to do anything productive. Those folks saved and invested their entire lives in order to travel in an RV, but once retired, they were confined to the campground. They weren't healthy enough to do any of the things they had originally planned to do. Alan blames the food industry for producing high-fat, high-calorie, but easy-to-prepare, low-nutrition food. Yet people share the blame by adopting a sedentary lifestyle where watching television is more fun than taking a walk. The program Alan teaches is super simple. People simply change their habits to eat five light fuelings a day plus larger meal consisting of lean protein and vegetables. They also start moving, whether walking or doing some exercises. I loved Alan's explanation of how the human body burns energy from four buckets of fuel, the third being fat. People rarely get to the fat burning stage because they keep replenishing the first two buckets, which consist of sugar, free carbs, and glycogen. By sticking to the Optivia program, people lose weight relatively quickly while learning better portion control and how to make healthier choices in what to eat. That way, once they achieve their weight loss goal, it's easier for them to keep the weight off. Alan and his wife, Margie, are happy to talk to people of any age who want to enjoy a healthier, more active lifestyle. But they especially want to work with seasoned citizens to help them improve their why power to ensure they have the energy and physical strength to do all the things they want to do in retirement. Clients don't pay anything to Alan directly for his coaching services. The only cost people occur is the food they purchase through the Optivia plan, and the company compensates Alan from that. To connect with Alan, email him at alanlundy17 at gmail.com 
or connect through Facebook. That's all I have for this week, y'all. If you'd like help in identifying a purpose for your life or to get you help planning your next steps, I'm offering a complimentary brainstorming session to members of the Forward from 50 Facebook community. For details, connect with me on Facebook or visit www.forwardfrom50.com. I'll have another inspirational interview on the next episode of the Forward from 50 podcast. Thanks for listening. And if you like the show, please consider leaving a review wherever you download the episodes.